Welcome to Filmy Ladies. We are on part three of our series on the seven deadly sins and Indian movies that touch upon these themes. Today's theme is envy, which I believe technically is not only that you wish you had something that someone else has, you want them not to have it. So it's right. kind of extra spiteful, extra greedy. This is the point where really all these categories start to kind of fold in on themselves to me because so much of envy, I think, has to do with greed of certain kinds or with pride of certain kinds. So, you know, these all interrelate. But today is envy. And despite there being a film with a song called Dance of Envy, <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to decide upon my movie for today. And I had actually, I believe, spoken last time about possibly doing Shakespeare Walla, which is a a love triangle set among a traveling Shakespeare group in India, starring Shashi Kapoor, his real life sister-in-law, Felicity Kendall, and then um, Madhur Joffrey as the three people in the love triangle. And I, I decided to move away from that for various reasons we can get into. Um, Pitu, did you have trouble thinking of a movie that fits the definition of envy about really wanting the other person not to have the thing? Or was that easy? No. There were two movies and I was so torn between which one to talk about. So then I was like, you know what? I'll just talk about both of them. <laughs> I also have two movies. <laughs> Perfect. Because like I couldn't decide. And the hilarious thing is like both the movies are so different. I mean, they're similar in, in the sense that they're about envy, but they're so different. So one of the movies is Choker Bali, which is one of my mm -hmm. favorite movies of all time. Um, of course, directed by Ritu Ghosh, based on a Rabindranath Tagore novel, stars Ishwara Rai, Rama Seth, Totara Chaudhary, whom we recently saw in uh, Rocky Rani. Thank you, Prem Kahani. Um, it has Prasenjit. And then the other movie I was thinking of is Aina. And that is oh, so yes. different. Yes. And that has Amrita Singh, who is so wickedly wicked. Mm -hmm. And it has Jewish Javla being this complete pushover. And has Jackie Shroff, but like, who cares about him? It, it doesn't matter. It's about the um, women. So, it, yeah. So, Chokerwali is so like, period film based on literature like in, like you know old-timey beautiful art movie and then Aina is like full-on masala, masala. <laughs> so masala. but they're both so good and they're both so entertaining and I love how the women in that are portrayed and I love that even though these women are technically wicked because like you said there is an element of like nastiness to envy mm -hmm. because it's not just that you you want what they have you want them to not have it um I think the films are so good because I still felt a little bit of sympathy for those characters. And I felt bad about the way that they basically like destroyed their own life and the life of other people around them. And I have some sympathy for them. I feel like as I've been thinking about these topics, Envy might be the most relatable. Yes. Of them, even if it just plays out in something teeny tiny in your life, I feel yes. like and maybe it's because we live in late stage capitalism or maybe it's because of social media or whatever. But uh, this is quite relatable in a scaled down way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, there are definitely some sins that I can't identify with, like particularly no. uh, like gluttony, for instance. I don't, don't do much of that. Wrath, I don't do a lot of. I mean, I'm irritable and cranky, but I'm not like <laughs> wrathful or anything. I'm not like burning things down. But envy, I mean, everybody experiences envy, like sometimes so. even on like a daily basis. So yeah. <laughs> what movies did you pick? Well, 
So I, I too have an, a masala thing and a non-masala thing. So to my mind, there is no better film about envy than Kala from last okay. week, well, yeah. from just over a year ago. But I didn't want to rely on that since we've done a whole episode about that. If people have not seen it, it's in our playlist on uh, recent films. Um, but I rewatched it. And so I think maybe I have a few new things to say, but really that that to me is the masterpiece on this topic in Indian cinema that I've seen. But then I also chose... <laughs> I'm glad you're seated because there ain't no way this film ever is going to get talked about on this podcast. Otherwise student of the year, which held up better than I thought it would. I still okay. don't think it's good in most ways, okay. but it was not as painful as I thought it would be. Um, so I bring those two very different films to the table. <laughs> Interesting. I've actually never seen student of the year. Oh, so a film by your, I'm not. The, the director of your favorite movie still not going to watch everything they make huh? no I did try to watch it actually I tried because I wanted to see student of the year two I don't know why but but I, but I was like okay but then let me see the first one and I, I got through like five minutes and then I was done I was like no I, I can't and so it, I never watched either of them the beginning is the worst part to me like after about 45 minutes maybe I just felt beaten down and I gave in but after that I was like oh, okay but the first 30 to 45 minutes are um, what was my phrase from days of your shriekingly terrible or something mm. like that? It was, it was are they very shouty? No, they're just painful. These people are all so awful. And the, the, there's a shallowness to this at the beginning that I find really hard to get through. And maybe I'm missing something, but, it, but then it, it goes some places after that. So I think it was probably the shallowness that like turned me off or like I can't I don't I, I just can't I don't have the bandwidth for this um but so since I've not seen it do please tell me what exactly is the reason for the envy in student of the year because I know what the situation is with Kala for those of you who yeah. haven't seen Kala it's um primarily um Kala's own jealousy towards Babu Khan's character because like her mom is this emotionally absent mom, but she's kind of taken Babu Khan under her fold. And then also Babu is getting professional opportunities that she's being denied. So it's like a combination of things. Um, what is the situation in Soti? Uh, the situation in Student of the Year is that Sid Mahotra wants Varandavan's um, kind of professional opportunities. The dad, His dad is this major industrialist and Sid really wants to be a big business tycoon. I love how oh. big these terms are. He's like, I want to be a, a leading tycoon, even bigger than you or whatever. You're like, do you even know what he does? Do you know what that means? I don't know what that means. <laughs> like what? So anyway, uh, so there's that. And then I think Varun in a way envies Sid's family life, even though he is an orphan. Oh no. He has a really wonderful grandma played by Farida Jalal. And I think Varun, Varun does not find a whole lot of love in his mm not his bio family that he lives with. And um, now in both those cases, so as I watched the film, I think there are moments where each of them does not want the other to have the thing they have, but I think it's more that they wish they had it. So it's really not mm. as much envy as some other lesser. Insecurity. Kind of yeah. And then there are times where they both want Ali Abad and mm. they definitely wish the other didn't. So right. in that regard, in the more traditional love triangle, and I think it does hold up that way. And then there, but there are moments. So that, so I'm glad I had Kala geared up to watch as well, because this was not quite as much full on envy as I was anticipating. Because mm. I think there's maybe enough 
at least in your 20s and early 30s, maybe there's enough room on the corporate ladder for there to be two billionaire <laughs> tokens. But Varun doesn't want to do that. He wants to be a rock star because, of course, he does. Like, right. That just makes so much sense, though. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. I have, I have notes about this film. And someone said to me on Twitter that they think it, it is best done with a queer reading. And I'm like, I have no doubt that that is true. I'm not yes. qualified to do that, but I suspect that's true because the whole thing with Rishi Kapoor's character who started this ridiculous student of the year contest is that at, in, in the end, the token fat character, because of course there is one because Keijo is still working out. his Yes. Issues, um, because I think that's the only reason he would ever deign to put a fat person in his movie, give them lines, like, come on. Um, calls Rishi Kapoor as the headmaster or principal or whatever he is out on it and says, you know, you only did this to stir up drama to entertain yourself because your own relationships are so, such a, you know, either such a mess or so non-existent. Like you're bored. That's why you did this. Mm. I think that's actually true because it does, yeah. you know, this contest tears some people apart. It also will just, as someone who works in higher ed in America, I have to say a contest from an Indian school where people dance, do a treasure hunt, have an IQ test, and then a triathlon. I don't really see how that's gonna gonna merit you get admission to an Ivy League school. They do not specify what Ivy League school, but oh. I feel like even at the least of the Ivies. Dartmouth that you I don't know like I, I feel like that's not going to fly are there similarly stupid things in real life in American private high schools probably but I feel like treasure hunt and triathlon yeah. probably not among them I don't know I always went to public school because I believe in that but anyway um so it is it, so I like towards the end it really gets to some things I think and there's some interesting discussions about you know what does having certain kinds of family get you what does having certain kinds of privilege get you um, is the pretty girl who seems kind of dim, is she actually, or is there more to her than that? You mm. know, so it kind of comes around. I've never seen the second one. I don't, maybe if you paid me, I would watch it, but otherwise I feel like, no, that's not a movie for me. And obviously the talent spotting involved in student of the year was, was good. Like the Nepo meter is right twice a day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the right. Nepo meter. Um, and I, I really like Sid Malhotra. I really do. I haven't mm -hmm. seen him in a while, but I, I've always enjoyed him on screen. And he has a couple of really good turns, in my opinion. But yeah, so really, this is more about maybe more simple jealousy or just wanting something um, than it is about full on envy. So Kala is right. the there, I would say. Interesting. Um, so for people who have not seen Choker Bali, it is not a very easy watch. It is an amazing watch and it has a great payoff and there's some phenomenal acting in it and the direction is by the great Ritaparna Ghosh. So you're really in for a treat, but this is not an easy candy floss kind of movie. It deals with a very important um, situation, which is the way that widows were treated um, at this time in India around like the 1900s or so. I think it's like 1901 or something. And so Ishwarya plays Binodini, who is a you know, educated girl, um, you know, who has all these like amazing talents and she's really intelligent and she's really smart. Unfortunately, she got married off really young and she becomes a widow almost within a year of her marriage. And there's these two men um, who are horrible that she had been kind of like sort of offered up to in marriage and they rejected her. Um, why anyone would reject Ishwara is beyond me. This already proves to me that they are absolute dum-dums. And then she 
um, manages to come along with her auntie to Calcutta, where she is going to stay in the house of the man who essentially had rejected her. And his wife is the absolutely adorable Raima Sen. And they become friends with each other. And the title Chokherbali means um, a, a constant irritant, like a, a little sand thing in my eye. And it's a nickname that the two friends give each other. And the entire movie is about like, have you seen Chokherbali, Beth? You know, I have. And it's been a long time. It. But what I remember is that I did not like it at all. <gasps> However, it may have been the first Bengali film that I saw. I maybe was so masala minded at that time that I didn't. Uh, could not take this on. So I have been interested for some time in rewatching it. You um, should do a Ritupurna Ghosh festival and watch yeah, Rinko and Joker Mali because at this point I've already referenced two of his films. But the film is like, Binodini's character is so amazing. It It's like literally one of the earliest scenes she has in this movie is when one of her teachers, her English teachers from the convent or whatever where she studied, offers her chocolates. And Binodini, as a widow, is not allowed to eat luxurious things like that. Mm. And she accepts those chocolates, hides them in her sari palu, and then she goes and like furtively eats them, which reminded me of the conversation you and I had had in the cake episode about foods that are forbidden. Like you eat cake, like you hide and yeah, eat it. And that's cake. what she's doing. Yeah, this was secret chocolate and right from that get-go you understand that this is a person who is not going to go gentle into the night this is a person who is going to be kicking and screaming against the diktats of society mm -hmm. and is going to have a problem with the unfairness and you know all of these conditions that have been forced upon her that she doesn't think are acceptable at all and of course she's right and it ends up being this situation of like a bruised ego but also being very envious of Raima Sain's character because Raima mm. Sain's character is like this little caged bird that is very happy and is loved by her husband and has all the riches in the world. She wears the most gorgeous wardrobe. So she's constantly decked out okay. in the most beautiful Banarsi saris and like decked out in jewelry. And of course, Rama Sain is very, very beautiful. And whereas Ashwara's character as the widow is dressed in these like suti, um, you know, saris, like cotton saris that are like itchy and uncomfortable. She's not allowed to wear any jewelry or anything like that. Um, and so she just has this and she has to basically live on scraps and she isn't treated nicely. I mean, she's treated mm. quite kindly by that family, but just by society in general. It's so interesting because... Her character is so sharp and so manipulative. And Raima Singh's character is so sweet, but also so naive. And this movie is, I love the friendship between the two girls. I love how there is such a core of affection between them. But mm. it's also so heartbreaking to see Binodini's character. Essentially, that light goes on in her head where she decides she's going to try to take Raima Singh's man. He is, is the her, guy who had rejected her. Is her man Prasenjit? Yes. He is. <laughs> I, Bengali I cinema, wanted to slap him. <laughs> obviously, Bengali cinema loves Prasenjit Chatterjee. Um, he is of the more recent generations, the hero, right? Mm. And I, I like him fine in most of what I've seen him in. I have not watched his like 80s, 90s kind of peak young hero stuff. Oh. Um, and either in Hindi or Bengali. And I obviously need to get to some of them at some point. He is another of those people where I'm like, I do not get it. <laughs> Same. I do not get it. I think he's good. Um, I've seen him be very good a few times, but like overall, I, I do not get it. And if you want to have a giggle, 
a kind of mean-spirited <gasps> giggle. Prasenjit Chatterjee dance sequences on YouTube. Are they as bad as Sunny Deol dance sequences? Because <laughs> I'm well worst in those. So here's the thing. Bengali <laughs> cinema, in my experience, has never brought the song sequences like basically right. any of the other Indian film industries that I've ever right. watched, even just in clips on YouTube. So the right. bar for him is a lot lower, but there's hmm. a reason for that. And I don't know what that reason is, but Bengali cinema just does not really do this. Right. But then the more... Calcutta started like remaking Telugu films, for example, the mm. more it becomes obvious <laughs> that they don't really do this. And he's kind of before that. But yeah, or when you see him in Hindi films, where obviously he's going to be expected to do more of that. It's just it's it's rough. So right. I, I kind of feel for him because I can see why he would have wanted a Hindi star turn as well. But like, dude, you can't you can't do it. Right. <laughs> or no one's teaching you how or something like something. Is right. Like, so I don't know. Right. I would love a. I'm sure there's a very good reason, and it has to do with where technicians had gone, or like by the 70s they're all leaving Calcutta for Bombay right. or whatever. Right? I, I don't know. Right. And I don't think but this it's... is like a cultural lack or anything. It's just a temp a template thing that now doesn't make sense in that context. And he kind of right. was caught in that, as far as I can tell. But it's also funny because, like, in this movie, like, these men are considered such catches, and they're so god-awful. They're so horrible. And, like, you are literally the worst, and I don't know why these women are fawning over you. Like, Ramasen is so darling in this movie. Like, yeah. I have to say, like, I adore Ramasen in everything I've ever seen her in. Like, every time I, like I see her in a movie, I'm like, you're so adorable. Like, she's just the kind of person I would want to, like, do go want to do this with. to her cheeks, I like, do. pinch her cheeks a little bit. She's just so cute. She's yeah. so bubbly sweet but like she's amazing Ashwara is amazing the lady who plays the mother-in-law amazing Ooh, Everybody, who is that I don't know I, I read up her name but I forgot mm. but uh yes yeah, it's, it's uh, the she's character's the name? mom I don't know because Ashwara oh it's Lily Chakravarti yes yes she's amazing there's mm -hmm. also like this interesting envy angle that she brings okay so first of all Everyone in this movie is jealous of each other, okay? Ishwara is jealous of Rama Sain because she's like, why do you get to live this life of luxury when I'm a widow and I don't get anything? Right. And her envy is on so many levels. Like, you have the security, I don't. You, This yeah. is your house. I'm just like a sort of like a mouse that's being given a spot to live in. You have the love of your husband. I have no one. You have all of these amazing material goods, all this jewelry and saris that I covet. I don't have any of that. Mm. So there's all this envy she has. You can have a baby and start a family. I can't have that. So yeah. she's jealous of all of those things. Raima Sain is not quite jealous. She's so sweet, but she does feel a little bit of like, oh, I don't know how to speak English. And you speak such good uh. English and you understand English and you're so smart. But then there's also a part of Raima Sain that is like, no, no, you have too many radical ideas. And what do you mean widows should be allowed to do this? Like, no, no. So yeah. I wouldn't quite say that Raima Sain is envious of her in any way, but she's just like a little bit intimidated, I think, mm -hmm. by Vinodini's like sharpness and intelligence. Um, Prasenjit is jealous of um, Tatarai Choudhury because of the attraction that he has for Ishwara mm. and Ishwara has for him. Um, Tatarai Choudhury is jealous of Prasenjit as well. And then Prasenjit's mom, Lily Chakravarti, uh, is also envious because it's that classic mother-in-law thing where she's like, this witch that I got married to my son is stealing my child away from me. I'm like, he's a grown man. 
He's a grown man. I don't right. think Rima Sane is stealing anything from you, lady. Like, why don't you calm down? So she's always throwing these tantrums because he's like this witch. And I'm like, did you choose Rima Sane for your son? So she also has that insecurity where she's kind of like, my child is leaving me because yeah. of this woman. Yeah. So everybody in this movie is screwed up. Everybody is jealous of each other. But... I really, really feel for Binodini's character in this yeah. movie. She's not allowed to study. She's not allowed. She mm. can't get a job. She doesn't have a home of her own. She doesn't have a family. She's basically a complete social outcast. And nobody will even listen to her. And I, every time I watch this movie, I think to myself, what a waste of an intelligence. Yeah. And I feel so bad for all the women who came before us who were denied all of those opportunities and even something as simple as them reading a book like there's a scene where she says that for the one year that she was like a married woman in the afternoon after she had done all her chores she would take her books out just to read just for pleasure and her mother-in-law would get resentful and tell her to put them away mm. and I was just like I felt I just felt so bad for her I'm like I don't condone the things you've done. I don't condone how horrible you have been to your friend who treated you with such kindness. But I kind of get it. I get the anger and the... And that's why there's a lot of emotions yeah. in Chokhamak. But I have sympathy. Like Kala, she is both a victim and a knowing perpetrator, which yes. is one of the things that makes it extra extra painful, I think, because you know they know... well. She, Bidonini sounds like she knows better. I don't know if she Kala does. knows better because she's so, so messed yeah. up. But she's also but, mentally ill, is yeah. Kala. Bidonini's yeah. not. She's just, right. yeah. 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 But it's it's a really good movie. It's, mm. um, it's, I have to rewatch that. To me, it is Ashwara Rai's best performance. I mm. really love her in Choket Bali as well as Raincoat, which is interesting mm. because both movies came out in the same year and both were with Ritha Panagosh. Yeah. I also yeah. really like her in Provoked, which is by mm. Gurinder Chada. Um, she's really good in it, as is Naveen Andrews. So I think these three films would be my my favorite Ashwara films. And as mm. a diehard Ashwara fan, it always drives me crazy when people are like, she can't act. I'm like, what? which films of hers have you seen? Right. Don't talk right. to me about boom and stuff like that. If you if you haven't seen these films, you have no right. business telling me she can't act, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Have you seen Aina? I have. It's been a little while. Um, and I forget why. <gasps> I watched it, I think, because I was moaning, I was whining on Twitter or something about, you know, how the 90s are not really for me most of the time. And someone said, oh, specifically, I think you might like this. Yeah. And so I watched it and I did. You like Judai also? I did. I did like, so I clearly have a lot to learn, especially about the 90s. And I, um, <gasps> I know was really, you know what? I wonder if someone gave it to me because I was asking about Juhi films. I probably mm. was. Um and I did really enjoy it. I mean, it's pretty cacklingly, yeah. you know, but that's, but that can be really fun. And it's as annoying as it can be when men filmmakers or writers or whatever of any kind are like, oh, women are always jealous of each other, da, da, da. But when you right. like do it fully well, like, of course, women can be jealous and society has set them into these particular kinds of constraints, especially in Chokarbali, it sounds like mm. where, what else are they supposed to feel about anything? Like that's yeah. all you've left for them to feel, yeah. especially if they are prone to thinking about things which her character clearly was so mm -hmm. uh, it's not really their fault <laughs> in a right. way like to how they choose to do something with the feelings may be more their fault than the fact that they feel them so Ina you know has fewer constraints I would imagine and is yes um, Ina is also fun. 
interesting because they're biological sisters. So yeah, so that makes it even more interesting because it's like the way they've set up that like sibling rivalry. It's kind of like Roma, which is uh, Amrita Singh's character is the older one, and she's always like. She's like the more glamorous one sure. and the sharper one and the one who's more like their father, like, you know, sort of. And Juhi is kind of like the mousy one. And she's like a bit of a pushover. And, you know, she always allows her older sister to sort of like walk all over her because mm. she's very conflict avoided. Mm. We have seen this dynamic play out over and over again in life, right? Like with friends or with, you know, there's always like the person who pushes the boundaries and there's the person who keeps taking it and you yeah. just know it's gonna there's there's gonna be drama yeah <laughs> it can't stay I feel like this film was initially described to me as Cinderella which is oh. sort of right you can see that with the with the sister and the yeah. I mean, they're not stepsisters but a little bit of the of the types are are in yeah. there and that a man is the prize kind of right so and he's not even that like why are you well, even of course not he, they never are in these stories right they never i'm sure there are exceptions but that, that was the thing in student of the year because alia's character for the most part is um when I, she comes up to me as sort of snotty yet naive and kind of bland mm. and there's yeah. there's some warmth added towards which I end, feel like you but... just described Alia but the actor like off screen well it was one of the right we saw a student of the year and then I believe her next film was Highway and it was like mm. where did that come from because it didn't really get a chance to come to the surface in student of the year and on this watch I was I especially since we've seen where all those people have gone since then which is not really fair but you know that's with hindsight, you're like, yeah, this role really didn't serve her well at right. all. Clearly, it has not damaged her career in any way, I would say. But, uh, right. you know, it, it was not the best possible launch in some ways, I would I would say. So it was fun, it was fun to think about Ina because those are women who know what they're doing. They are not young in the field anymore and they are they can really yeah. enjoy this. Right. And there's there, there's just. Amrita Singh is one of those people that I'm never disappointed with her. Never. Interesting. She comes on screen and she's just like eats up all the scenery and she's just so good and she has such great screen presence like she can hold mm -hmm. her own against the most seasoned actor she has great dialogue delivery and she's just so confident like I only recently re-watched Betab for like the millionth time mm -hmm. and every time I watch Betab I'm blown away by the fact that this was her that was her first film but she's just she just owns it like oh. her confidence is just like through the roof like people always talk about Bebo of Karina Kapoor as being like a very like super like confident person like on screen but I feel Amrita Singh is also like really confident um and I just love how she is in this movie she's devious she's manipulative she's highly entertaining yeah she is and you can see that Juhi's no dumb dumb and she she knows what her sister is doing and so <laughs> there's this tension in the movie yeah. where as a viewer I'm like girl your sister is always going to be a horrible human being. You need to learn to stand up for yourself. Like, just stop it. Like, yeah. stop being such a saint, you yeah. know? Um, but it's it's so fun because in Aina, it's actually um, Amrita Singh and Jackie Shroff are a couple. They've been, like, dating, blah, blah. And then they're going to get married. And she ditches them at the altar because she got, like, a modeling opportunity or something random like that. I know. And yes. so she ditches him. And then Juhi Chavla steps in and Juhi Chavla gets married to Jackie Shroff. And then, and, and she's like, you know, 
never looked at him in that way or whatever. And then it's so funny because then Amrita Singh eventually like sashays back into their life. And she's like, hello, I'm back. Like that woman has such main character energy. And then she tries to like sabotage Juhi and Jackie's marriage, which to me, I'm like, how low can you go? Like, I know you're envious of, but like, she's your baby sister. And also she's actually married to this man now. And also, hello, he likes her. And they have an actual solid marriage. Like, is there no limit to your deviousness? And she's just basically envious because she's like, well, he was mine. Yeah, but you left him. Yeah. I mean, neither you nor I have siblings. So in some ways, (laughs) our commentary is a little bit you know, what do we know? But, but even fictionally, I do get it. Like, just cause I doesn't, I don't want him. Doesn't mean I want him to marry my baby sister. Like, right. dude, could you find someone in a different family? Like go to the house, a couple doors down the street right. or something like it, it. It's one of those you're like, well, maybe they don't quite deserve all of her fury or whatever, but they had to know some of it was coming. Like, right. A, right. you've met her and B just look at this on paper. Like, right don't act surprised is what I'm right saying. don't act surprised especially because the movie literally sets it up like that like they I think the movie starts off with like like a flashback childhood scene mm. where they're little girls and they're playing chess and Juhi's like child actor person character like checkmates her or something and Amrita's child character gets so angry she just like upends the board and she's like this board. is a stupid game anyway and she just like storms out um, which my friend and I had an older sister who would do that when we play Monopoly I don't think we ever completed a game of really I love Monopoly I would always be the banker who wanted to steal Mm. (laughs) I play here 200 you know you just passed go here's 100 for me banker's cut (laughs) so I feel so bad for my friend because my friend and I and her older sister, who was three years older than her, the three of us would play Monopoly. And I was a thief. Like, I would always be the banker and I would, like, pocket the money. And the sister would throw tantrums. And my poor friend would be stuck between these two horrible people. Monopoly brings out the worst in everybody. It really does. It brings out the worst in me. I'm a horrible person when I play Monopoly. <laughs> It will not be on offer at the Filmy Ladies sleepover party someday. Why not? I I wanna, I we, wanna d- we don't want to hate you. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just drink a lot, especially yeah. if lunch is at the party, because lunch will just movies. make sure we drink a lot. That's right. So what do you think, like, what are some other films that I know you said with Soti, you felt that it didn't quite cross into that um envy angle it just kind of stayed at the jealousy slash yeah, insecurity like you really need to take someone else down a peg or more right in with envy right. like you want to take something you want them not to have the thing or experience or have the skill or the relationship or whatever so that is really I think quite key because you're not only trying to build you know over maybe overstep but certainly in big in to use a Simpsons word and big in yourself you want to and little somebody else <laughs> to shrink to make someone else smaller so interesting so there's like there's like a nastiness at play here yeah. which is I think what makes it yeah. such a sin because then I yeah. can see how that would lead to scheming and mm-hmm. that would lead to other sins because mm-hmm. that's the other thing I'm realizing um it's harm it's harm to someone else right right it's a theft right. yeah. yeah yeah and it's interesting with these series is like 
you know, every time we like we've only done three episodes, but we'll talk about the primary sin that we think we associate with that film or those characters. But then there's all these other things that also come out because they go hand in hand. Yeah. Like and we does go hand in hand with pride as well, like injured yeah. pride leading you to because you think you deserve it more than the other person does. Yeah. Then it also leads to some amount of wrath it does lead to i suppose sloth is also there because you could try to get the thing that the other person has but you know you're you're resorting subterfuge instead yeah, which is like possibly. why don't you try and it's fueled by lust in certain lots in movies yes. certainly right like that that was one that was hard to because i did want to try to find something that wasn't a love triangle because those are the mm. those are the easiest to find and there are a million million yes. of them now many times they don't actually cross into envy i would say but i thought i wanted to see if i could find something a little more about opportunity or something like mm. that yeah. So tell me why you had initially picked Shakespeare-Wala and then why did you reject mm. it? Also, um, yeah, tell us about that. Shakespeare-Wala, I would say for the envy front, is primarily the love triangle. And it's also somewhat about, um, so Shashi plays this kind of playboy character if he has a job, I don't even remember what it is. I've seen this movie at least five times. I couldn't tell you what his job is. I think he just has some money. He's and a Kapoor. He, he's, he's a Kapoor. He doesn't work. Um, he he does drive cars, though, <laughs> pretty well. Um, he, you know, he's in this relationship with Madhur Joffrey, who plays a starlet in the film. And there's a hilarious sequence of her doing the, like, dance around the trees number, mm -hmm. which you can tell uh, Merchant and Ivory were having fun with. Um, and he's, like, there in sunglasses in a in a in one of those folding director's chairs watching her do that or whatever. But then he falls for this um, English woman who is, like, short and blonde instead of tall and, you know, dark-haired, like mm -hmm. Madhur Joffrey. Or at least she seems tall in the movie. Maybe she's not really, but... Um, and, you know, this this girl named Lizzie, who is that a nod to Lizzie Bennett? I, suspect, I wonder. I suspect so. Yeah. Um, you know, who is a Shakespearean mm. actor? And so the contrast between these two women is really um, underscored. But then this is one of his films where he spouts about is it? Um, and so I think there's something about her getting applause and standing on stage and that kind of thing that really eats at him. And I don't know where honor kind of fits into like a wounded honor. I guess that's pride mostly, but, um, you know, kind of, a, again, a sense of who you are, probably a very unfounded, wrong-footed sense of who you are and what your identity is. But so that was, I was, I was not sure if it went with envy as well as I is it because thought. he has no identity himself and no Probably. sense of purpose? Probably. Because if he's just this like rich trust fund baby person. Yeah. Then... And it's not like he really wants to be an actor as far as I've right. ever been. And this film, this film isn't primarily in English, so I don't need to mm. <laughs> for this one. I don't think so. I mean, there's mm. scenes where he kind of puts on some of the costumes and is fooling around with them a little bit, but I don't, I don't think so. And probably he doesn't know what he wants. Um, mm. And he's around both of these women have ambitions, you know, right. He does not. And Madhur Joffrey's character, who's um, Manjula, I think her name is in the film, mm -hmm. she she knows how to play him with those things. And Lizzie does not. Mm -hmm. you know, this, this sort of foreigner who's, who's not used to the, like, sophistication of the Hindi film industry or general wealth in India kind of thing. 
Um, she doesn't have that. She doesn't have access to that. It also doesn't really interest her, I don't think. But so Madhur Joffrey knows how to play Shashi Kapoor in this film mm -hmm. and kind of use his little wounded ego to get what she wants and, and to keep him in check a little bit. Whereas oh, that's interesting. With Felicity Kendall, she's, you know, the, she doesn't, she doesn't play that game. And I think she probably mm. doesn't really play any games. I think she's kind of too naive and too young. Um, so it's quite interesting. It's a great, I hope people will watch it. It's a really great film. There have been uploads of it on YouTube that are not beautiful. You can get a, get much nicer uploads of it um, or rentals of it. It's a, it's, it's a lovely, lovely film. Shashi Kapoor is so good in it. He plays this type really well. And I had also talked, I think, about bringing the film Abhinetri, which he does with him and Malini, which has some very similar stuff. His wife is an actress in that. And it, it, again, it gets to his, is it, and I don't know if it's because she's in public on the stage or whatever nonsense he's spewing. There's also a wounded, like a, a over, overdoing it mother-in-law in that one. And you're like, <laughs> Just, doesn't Jub Jub Fulkele also have a little bit of this where he I don't know if that's envy maybe it's just insecurity it's definitely wounded pride because he feels yeah. like he feels Nando's like the high rich. society yeah. people yeah he feels like they yeah. judge him and then yeah. he's like being all like annoying yeah. about it but I don't when know when he finds them inauthentic and awful right. and that, you know like he's he's the pure noble rustic and that's right he, he gets to have the moral high ground in that film I hate the I I that movie drives me crazy all these Shashi Kapoor films that are the ones people always talk about I'm like no but those aren't good you know <laughs> there's so many better ones <laughs> but I yeah Shakespeare Well is a, <gasps> is a favorite of mine and it's so it is based on you know the um Felicity and Jennifer Kendall's real upbringing and Felicity Kendall wrote an autobiography called White Cargo that talks about it talks about their life and and like her sister meeting Shashi and their relationship. It's really it's really fascinating because to travel India as a Shakespearean theater troupe at a time where Shakespeare and all things English are really really falling out of favor, right? Yeah, it starts in either before or during World War II, kind of oh, entertaining God. troops and things like that too. And then they they stay on into the 50s and India's like, yeah, no, we don't really want you anymore. <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> and they're like, uh. uh. And they have very strong, I think, um, what sort of like cultural sympathies in some ways. And like, they have a lot of Indian friends. They are very immersed in certain aspects of Indian culture, but they are foreigners mm -hmm. and like, you yeah. know, it, it's fascinating. They also talk, she talks in that book about the, you know, the, the Prithvi Kapoor Shakespeare mm. uh, theater troupe that they interact with. Like that's how they meet Shashi, if I recall. So um, interesting. super interesting story about acting on stage in India at this particular time. Yeah. Also a lot of overlap with films. It's pretty cool. Great book. I'd read an article once that was really interesting. It was, it was about English people who lived in India and worked for the Raj basically. And they, um, you know, had spent, like, they weren't, like, born and raised in India, but, like, they went to India when they were young, like, they were mm -hmm. in their 20s or whatever, and then they got married, and they brought, brought their wives from England to India, and they basically spent, like, 20, 25 years in India, and that was, like, their career or whatever. Yeah. They learned to speak Hindi fluently, and they, like, but they were never, neither here nor there. Yeah. Like, they yeah. had, they were clearly not Indian, and they were part of the British Raj. But they were also, they had lived in India for so long at that point, like two decades or whatever, yeah. that they had really forgotten what it was like back in England. And then when they eventually had to go back, because at some point, you're going to retire, right, from yeah. like the British Raj or whatever, and then you're going to go back 
home, except home is not what it once was. And I read that a lot of those people eventually became really depressed. I'm sure. First of all, they couldn't handle the English weather anymore, right. which was funny because when they moved to India, they couldn't handle Indian weather, but right. now they'd acclimatized to it. I and mean, the sun, if nothing else, foreign. right? Right. And yeah. now everything felt foreign to them. I'm sure. And some of it was also like injured pride because in India, they were used to being in charge and mm -hmm. having power and mm -hmm. having servants and being kowtowed to. And now you're an absolute nobody on a pension. Right. And so it apparently led to a lot of like depression and alcoholism and stuff I'm like sure. that. And I, I just find that so interesting. I don't know if anyone has really written about it. Maybe they have. I feel like most Indian people are going to be like, yeah, we don't care. Um, you know. <laughs> but it, I think it's it's interesting, at least. To and that and that character, particularly a man who never married, is a stock type in a lot of the like Agatha Christie and similar yes. books, right? The guy who's always prattling on about in India and he's yeah. got all this <laughs> stuff he brought home and nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear yeah. his stories anymore. And you kind of, you feel for him a little bit, not much because he's yeah. a blowhard and he's a colonizer right. and, or at least works for the colonizers and all these things. And you're like, but yeah, dude, read the room. Nobody cares. <laughs> right. But that's got to be weird too, right? Like Absolutely. I've, I've often wondered about that. But... Yeah. I guess we'll yeah. never know. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts that you have on Envy? Well, in I just, just want to replug Kala huh. because now I, I, I re-listened to our episode on it and and um I saw things in it this time that I had missed the first time through. So if you are at all tempted to rewatch Kala, I I would highly recommend it. Um, especially when you know what happens and then you watch from the beginning, there's little you know, like clues and things that you can pick up on along the way. And maybe some of you picked up on them the first time. I am a dum-dum sometimes and did not. <laughs> but I I, I think I liked this just as much, if maybe even a little bit more this time. I, I know Pitu will probably not be watching it anytime no. soon. But <laughs> I really, and to see those visuals again was just mm. a treat. Like, oh, that movie is staggering visually. And um, I still don't quite understand the insect motif. I don't understand why that was such right. a big thing. Um, but I, I like it. I don't, I don't get it, but right. I like it. <laughs> And you know what's I, so funny? Sastika hmm. Mukherjee has like a tiny, tiny, tiny bit role in Chokkarmali. Yeah, yeah. So she was quite early in her career there, I think. Literally, she, it's not even a speaking part. It's mm -hmm. in Kashi when Ishwarya and um, Totarai Chaudhary are in are in Varanasi. And there's like a little like a houseboat. And there's like these debauched like nobles like ah. lounge around on the houseboat. And there's courtesans. And the courtesans are singing some song in like Urdu. And it's it's at night. It's dark. There's lanterns. And so by that glow, you see this woman who's like decked out and everything. And she's singing a song. And you can just see like her side profile. And I was like, wait. It's I that's, know her. <laughs> that's like Mukherjee. But it, it was like gone in a flash. Like I couldn't see it anymore. Wow. And um, later on, I Googled it because I don't think I saw her name in the credits. I mean, Probably not. Yeah. I just didn't notice it. Yeah. But yeah, tiny, tiny role. She is, I really enjoy her films. And if people have not seen her in anything other than maybe Kala, I would recommend. I don't know if she's done any other Hindi films, but like she's in um, the wonderful I've Bengali comedy. TV show. Bobishad. Oh, what TV show? I don't know what TV show she's I think in. it was Patalok that I'd seen her in. Ah, okay. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, she was really good at that. Cool. Um, yeah, she's, she's yeah. great. She's great. She's then, interesting on Instagram too, if you are on She Instagram is, yeah. yeah. I find her interesting on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't, yeah, I just, I think that Kala is, um, if you put aside the visuals, I know for you, pacing was a big problem or sort of like 
too slow in parts and then kind of too rushed at the end. I do feel that the yeah. end is still pretty rushed. Um, the whole film seemed a lot shorter than I thought I remembered. So it kind of moved along for me really well, except for maybe, and then the end too much. I, and I still find the mother's um, Volta Face at the end, just out of, out yeah. of nowhere. Although she too, I think is not well. So, right. um, but I do think that the, there's a lot of sort of psychological richness there that I think is great to explore. I think you could make that same statement about Bulbul. Um, so this is, you know, this is a filmmaker I'm definitely going to keep watching no matter who's cast in the, in the yeah. projects. But I just think it's, it's that film uses this character in such an interesting way to talk about all these different aspects of life and, and the work at that time. And it's showing a very particular slice of, you know, of India geographically and also culturally. And um, I just think it's, I I don't think it's perfect, but it is doing a whole lot of things. And really the, just to watch one of these emotions or motivators or whatever you want to call these, these sins, <laughs> these acts, mm. you know, it destroys everything it touches in this film. And that is, that is really, really, fascinating because it I think you can also argue that the mother is envious of the daughter yes. in the career she's getting to have that the mother never got to have despite having musical talent herself and I think mm -hmm. she wanted that also for her husband who clearly has died fairly young so you know there's there's kind of intergenerational envy or like multi, you know multi-directional envy happening and um it's really the poison of envy is demonstrated so very clearly in this film and obviously quite literally um but i yeah, i just thought it was super rich it's, and engaging i think the other thing that makes somebody such an interesting sin to portray in literature or in cinema is like how how much it destroys yeah. it's so powerful and it's so insidious and it's it feels like there's no coming back from it because mm. at least with something like a person who's too prideful and like kind of like an egotist or megalomaniac i feel like those characters do get some sort of like forgiveness in a way towards mm. the end because people are like well they acted out of their injured pride and they did this thing and now they're remorseful so it's fine it's almost like with the envious people they're now tarred and feathered with that and it's like you will never ever trust that mm. person again like it's because they just destroyed everything like it's the same thing that happens in Joker Bali there's this right aspect of like we brought you into this home and you destroyed it from within mm. Ramesin befriended you and you betrayed her there's this sense of betrayal I think yeah. it, that comes in envy because yeah. I guess technically you could be envious of someone who you don't have a friendship or relationship with but oh yeah, unless you had a relationship with them, how could you destroy them? Though? Try to take it from them, or right? Whatever, or get, like yeah, if you're you just can't. envious, right? Like if you're just envious of some random acquaintance, like okay, but like you can't affect their life in any way. It almost implies that like you need to be close to someone in yeah. order to damage them, and if so, they do not see that coming, yeah, that can to lead be to so... much by of a sinful act. You have to be somewhere in there in the same orbit as right these people I think yeah it is it is incredibly destructive and that's I think that does make it really interesting too yes. and because it can I guess these other ones can too but I was thinking like Kaliog again I could have put envy yeah. <laughs> into, into that one for sure because the two families definitely envy each other and want the the business success and opportunities that the other is is having 
um, and do try to take it from them. Like some, there's yeah. literally theft of industrial materials, for example, right. <laughs> in that film. So, um, but yeah, Envy is uh, so, so ugly, which makes it really interesting. I think it could have, um, I could have picked Chukar Bali for any of the other sins as well. Yeah. There's certainly lust because Shashwara yeah. clearly does not love these people. She just wants to prove that she has like, a, she kind of wants to harness her sexual power mm -hmm. over them and mm -hmm. kind of like, mind them in a way um there's definitely wrath in there there's just there's so many emotions just like roiling around and it's <laughs> also pretty like it's such a pretty movie but it's all just kind of like her character Benodini's character in this movie reminds me a little bit of like sort of like a snake in the grass sure you just don't see them coming and I think her casting was so brilliant I did read that when he, when uh, Ritupurna Ghosh cast um Ishwara in this film there were a few like trepidations that sure. people had because i i don't think until then i had proven that she could act you know like she'd done a lot of this like, is right after kandu kondain right yes so but i don't and, and iroverb was her first film in which mm -hmm. i think she did prove oh, that yeah, she can act so you know she's shown some of those sparks but i don't mm -hmm. know if people thought that she would be able to like really do this role also she's the only non-bengali in the cast Right. Um, and her voice is dubbed, and so is Rima uh, Sen. I don't think the men's voices were dubbed. But Rima Sen is dubbed? Rima Sen is dubbed in this movie. That's an insult. I know. I read that, and I was like, wait, why Why was she dubbed? Does she not Sen's speak? granddaughter is being so, dubbed in Bengali? I don't does she not so. speak Bengali? She's in Bengali films. I've certainly seen Maybe she's always quite a few. Dubbed. I don't know. How but very like, dare you? I wonder what the story she is, is there. Dubbed. Huh. Maybe she's just, maybe she has like terrible pronunciation or something. Maybe. I have no idea. But like, so, so both the women in this movie are dubbed. But I think that Ashwarya did such a great job. And I think that her casting was perfect, primarily because she looks so innocent. Mm. Like she's one of those women that is just like drop dead gorgeous. But she has that sort of like baby face that makes you, especially when they put the brown contact lenses. Big eyes, big the eyes, big will do it every baby time. eyes, mm -hmm. and the long hair. And she's just she's so pretty, and you feel like she could never ever do anything even remotely underhanded. Well, and you know, and I think that works. in a movie like this, like the men in particular don't want to think that she could because they would rather keep her as a simple sort of object of some degree of right lust slash affection slash oh i'll take care of you oh i'll fix yeah. things for you. you know they don't want to think of her as competent and or dangerous so and she sees you see that too because there's scenes where she'll like flash her doe eyes at them and they'll immediately do her bidding right. um but anytime she even voices a slight opinion they're just they're so irritated with her right. because like how dare she and she's yeah. just you can kind of see like the frustration on her face but she quickly masks it and then puts on the the demure docile show again mm. it's a, it's a really good Aishwarya Rai performance fascinating I'm really I'm eager movie. to watch it again I, yeah I, watch Raincoat as well I think you will it. like Raincoat yeah and I I do need to get through all of Gosha's films at some point I've seen I do too yeah. yeah I think I've only seen Chokarbali, Raincoat and Antar Mahal mm. Antar Mahal is the one that has um Soha Ali Khan in it mm. and Abhishek Bachchan so yeah Okay, tell me something that you envy other people in real life. I was thinking about this in advance because I knew you were going to ask. I think there is, um, I don't want to go too deep here, but like some people just are great in a party, in a crowd of people they don't know or that they only know a little bit. And 
I don't have that. I do as much as I will chit chat to the grocery store clerk or any the postal and like all those people, I will chit chat as long as anybody wants. I love or the barista, you know, but you put me in a party and I'm not, I can't do it. I or I don't do it or whatever. So I envy, but I don't wish that they didn't have right. it. I just want it also. So I was actually thinking, like, I don't mean to sound all proud of myself or anything, but I don't envy in this sort of technical definition, I don't think is something that in my right. grown up life, I really have to deal with. I think I've got other issues. Like when we get to sloth, I can talk about that, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, um, <gasps> I, this is not, I, and I think maybe it's just, you know, certain kinds of insecurity make you feel like I'm not even enough to to hope that someone else doesn't have a thing. I just want a little piece of it too. You know, I think that's right. probably where I fall. I'm more mousy than that. How about right. you? I am very jealous. I'm not envious, but I am very jealous of people who live um, really close to their families because mm -hmm. I've been an immigrant my whole life. Yeah. So um, all of my family was in India, like my grandparents and yeah. aunts and uncles and cousins. And my parents and I, it was literally just a unit of three, my, yeah. my dad, my mom and me and our cat. And we lived in Nigeria. So I only got to see both sides of my family for like two weeks a year when yeah. we were in India or if they occasionally visited. And I, and then I lived in India for five years, but my cousins were in boarding school at that time. So I didn't spend a lot of time with them. And then I moved to America and mm. it's like, oh, I have so many American friends who are like born and raised in New York and never left it or born and raised in California and never left it. I have one friend, she lives very close to Chinatown and her great grandfather's entire village in China moved to California wow. I'm like Polish or whatever she has 150 extended family members all in San Francisco all in the boundaries of San Francisco oh. so like I had gone like Chinese New Year of you know her family is like it's just this enormous thing so whenever I see that I always feel like a little twinge of sadness because mm. like I always got and I'm it's hard because it's like I'm a very emotional person and like I love my family but I never got enough of them yeah my grandparents but I only ever spent like two weeks at a time with them whereas my cousins grew up in the same house as my grandparents because my aunt was like a working mom so my grandparents would like feed the kids and my grandpa would walk them to school and bring them back and stuff like yeah. that so for them our grandparents were like they spent all day, and then my cousins would sleep with my grandma at night yeah for me, it was like a two-week come to India, say hello to your grandparents, spend great time with them, come back, you know. So yeah. I feel very bereft of that. Yeah. And sometimes there's there are times that I wish that I hadn't been an immigrant my whole life. Sure. Yeah. But I don't I don't envy. It's not like I'm happy for the people who yeah. have their families near them. I I would never want them not to have that, but there's there's definitely sadness and it is triggering. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, why don't I have that? So it's sad. There's but, something yeah. a little bit, maybe more than the other sins that we're talking about, uh, childishness to envy in a way, because as you grow, hopefully you get a sense of who you are and you have yeah. sort of enough sense of self to not actually want to destroy something right. someone else has, even if you yeah. want it too, right. you're not actually wanting to take it from somebody right. else. You're happy for them and you're happy right. they have that and you hope they value what they have. And you might even like, be, not even if you're, maybe you're not even happy for them, but you're just mostly sad for you and you're not yeah. going to try to 
really do anything about it. <laughs> maybe at yeah. all. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, try to get it, get something like it for yourself or whatever. But yeah. Um, and it also, it also depends on since we have been talking about love triangles significantly because movies, um, yes. <laughs> you know, you can't just take a person and have right. the relationship, right? So that's the thing that a lot of characters have to learn that just because you got rid of the competition in a way, you can't make somebody love you or whatever. So that's a, you know, right. that's a thing. <laughs> unfortunately, most of us have to learn at some point in our lives. <laughs> so yes. get older, like that's not, there's a, there's a wish for control within right. envy that I think is, um, yeah. I think a lot of us outgrow at a certain point. So, right. Yeah. For me, it just translates to hashtag being a grumpy camel. That's it. I'll be a grumpy camel. I'll drink my tea. I'll cuddle my pets. I'll feel sorry for myself. And then after like a while, I'm over it. Yeah. It's fine. For any listeners who have not heard our episode on Paheli, grumpy camel is a figure that was evoked. Lakin as well. Oh, and Lakin, that they're camels who just like sit down and are not going to do anything else. Uh, are they slothful? Are they wrathful? Maybe, but grumpy camel, hashtag grumpy camel is our, is our kind of our motto here on Grumpy Ladies. It's our our spirit animal here. (laughs) What is something that you um, feel people might envy about you? Honestly, like, please don't. (laughs) Um, I do. I did know people way back in the day when, um, to keep this filmy, like when my I fell into this funny little pocket of like Indian newspapers being really fascinated that here was a white American watching Indian films and writing about them. And I got interviewed by some places and featured by some places that I know there were other bloggers who, and again, I don't think they wanted me not to have it, but I think they wanted it too. And for some reason I was one of the more prominent ones. I don't know why it just happened. Um, so that, that I, I remember having a few awkward conversations about that with, with various people. And it's like, (laughs) You know, I'm like, all of you are listed in my sidebar. They could find any of you. I don't know what to say. <laughs> but like, I'm not going to not do the interview. Right, right. <laughs> so there were maybe, maybe that. Uh, I, now I don't want you not to have the gorgeous peony pink walls behind you, but I also want them, but I could just paint my house that color. And if I you turn just my easily... camera, yeah, if so I got easy. rid of my fake background, you would see that I have mango lossy colored walls. In the yes. Walls, I also really love, but I do produce pink walls. Like the first time we had a video call when we were planning to do this podcast, I was like, oh my God, your walls, <laughs> they're so beautiful. <laughs> my painter's wife immediately told him that she, she wanted peony pink walls also. And he was like, oh, yeah, that would be a no. <laughs> they're so gorgeous. They're so no, pink is my favorite color. So I, yeah. I am, I am the original pink panther. <laughs> I don't steal diamonds, but yes. Um, I don't know if anyone is jealous of me. I've had a lot of people tell me that they're jealous of the fact that I grew up with pets. Um, yeah. And I am because there's like so many Indian people that didn't grow up with pets. Yeah. But like I grew up with pets. My dad grew up with cats. My mom grew up with dogs and cats. Mm-hmm. So I literally until the age of like, 10 or 11 I did not know that it was possible for a household to not have pets not have pets yeah yeah because I would go to my maternal grandparents house in in Bombay and they had like four dogs and they had multiple cats my my father's house also had like multiple cats we had a cat so I was just like what do you mean we're going to that auntie's house and she doesn't have a dog or a cat well what am I gonna do I don't right what do you do when there's no pet I remember that feeling like it's so boring. Like I, yeah. I don't want to talk to these people. I just want to pet their pet. And um, as an so only had, child, if there's no other kids, you're like, well, 
What about me? Yeah, <laughs> I do not want to come with you. I will be grumpy camel. So I've had a lot of people tell me that they envy that because like now as an adult, like people can get pets or whatever, but like they, because my childhood was definitely very, very, very enriched by having all the animals. My maternal grandparents' um, backyard is completely like, you should not dig there. <laughs> do not dig. Uh, every single pet, every single departed pet lies underneath <laughs> and they would joke about it. My grandfather would be like, here is our Alfonso mango tree. The reason it is so fruitful is because our dog Sheru is buried under it. <laughs> and like random people who came to us would be like, oh, we don't want to eat uh, your Alfonso mangoes. <laughs> my, dad would, my grandpa would be like, it's fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, but I I would also be jealous and envious of people who grew up with pets. Um, so so I get it. Yeah. I completely accept yeah. that. When people are like, "You're so jealous," I'm like, "I know. I'm awesome. I've had a great childhood. Thank you." Only child, be one. It's the best. <laughs> it really is the best. I'm like, you know, like National Sibling Day or whatever. I don't even know when when it is. Like people we like posting pictures, and I'm like, no, thank you. Do not want. Do not want. <laughs> Very happy as I am. Thank you. <laughs> really okay well i think that concludes this oh that, that's oh i just was gonna say make sure you say what the next deadly sin is yes the next deadly sin is going to be lust yes. this is going to be very i am going to go shakespeare and you guys because i am like in my intellectual mode nice I have, <laughs> my first movie that i chose was wink up based on oh henry I just picked Joker Bali, which is Ravindranath Tagore. And now I'm going for the granddaddy himself. I'm going for William Shakespeare's adaptation. Love um, it. So I'm being very fancy. Of course, next very nice. I will then discuss dinosaurs or something. So don't, don't be taken in by that. Don't be fooled. <laughs> I have not decided yet. That is my project for tonight after I have some dinner is to find decide and watch slash rewatch. It would be hysterical if you went completely masala. <laughs> I might oh, have to fair. just for funsies. Just yeah, like, well, that also help me narrow it down, right? I feel like lust is probably maybe it's the easiest to find out of yes. everything, depending on how you define it. And I do want to do a bit of reading to see if I because it's not just fancying someone, right? It's going to be yeah. more. It's worse than that for whatever, yeah, in whatever way. So sure. I'm sure there are some good steamy, lustful films Juicy. to watch. I do not plan to choose any of the things from the the anthology films of lust stories, but. Yeah. Okay. Stay tuned for next episode. And thank you for watching this one. And tell us what you think about Envy, what your favorite movies are that have envious characters in them. And um, thank you for watching or listening to Filmy Ladies. Thank you. Bye.